and welcome to another episode of the We Don't Wanna Podcast. This is the show where two certified dipshits make uncertified takes about your favorite series. We are your hosts, I am Scott, and joining me as always, I never liked him. He used to pat me on the back a lot. <laughs> it's Zachary Attackery! <laughs> I used to pat something on your back a lot. True, true. I just, I just don't trust trust you when you pat me on the back a lot. It's just I just give it little love taps. It's more of like a it's more of a, like a bottom it's up. It's more like type a, yeah. It's more like a lift and tap. Yeah. Uh, not that there's much. Sometimes there to it's lift, like a lift but... and a spread, and then like a little. <laughs> Please don't ever say lift and spread on the podcast ever. Sometimes again. I do like a little flick <laughs> no, too, you know? No, 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 Watch it, watch it wink yeah. at me. <laughs> Two tone, definitely the old. Yeah, the, the way the color changes from the outside to the inside. We have to start over. We just have to start over already. What the fuck? That was way we, too far. We, we could be talking about anything. We, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could be talking about anything. Uh, Zach, how, just, <laughs> how, was your, how was your week, you disgusting asshole? <laughs> um, you slimy fuck. <laughs> Um, my week has been, has been a week, man. Uh, work's yeah. been busy. Oh, yeah? Work has been busy, yeah. How's it now? It's been kind of nonstop. I mean, it's good, you know, sales have been good. Um, yeah, busy is good. Sometimes. Yeah, except, except when you, like, don't love your job. Oh, it's, true. it's not great. Yeah, fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, but no, man, I mean, I'm, I, I am doing good. Uh, we had a couple, I had a couple of you guys, uh, say nice things and, I think it was like last week or maybe the week before or something that that episode was that I said, you know, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, and thank you guys. I love you guys for being so nice and Aww. caring about stuff like that. Aww. Um, we're about to be real overwhelmed with all the, all the new. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we got we got hot D, the hot, hot D. D starting on Sunday. Well, yeah. obviously, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be done yeah. but maybe <laughs> not quite no i know i know uh yeah man holy shit we and have then, a lot going on yeah loader. and then lord of the rings not i don't know if we're doing that, that. I should i even say that on the podcast don't i don't know yeah jeez that is that's T- a whole nother conversation still tbd i suppose yeah um, still bdsm still yeah. goddamn uh so on my way uh i was wait i didn't ask how you're doing well i was gonna tell you anyway because fuck you <laughs> Uh, on my way home from work, just the other day, mm-hmm. I completed book five of A Song of Ice and Fire, the series. Oh. Kind of the series that we're doing currently. Um, and let me tell you, Zach, boy, was I not sure for a minute if I had ever finished that book because there is so much hap- that happens in the last half of that book. That I had completely forgotten about. Really? And How I, long had it been since you'd read them? It had been a long time because when I tried to reread them for the second time, I think I got barely into the fifth book and then stopped for whatever reason. Um, mm. So that's probably a lot to do with it. And I know, I know for sure I did finish it, obviously, the first time. Uh, because I remember specifically 
uh, the things that happen to like John, for example, yeah. at the end of that book is is a yeah, big one, yeah. uh, and some other things. But like, much like how you talk about with Harry Potter, I think some of my memories are overwritten by like the show. Yes, uh, it's easy for that to happen, right? And especially since I've seen the show so much, and I I do want to encourage anyone out there who is like watched the show, enjoyed the show. Uh, but has not read the books to like go give yeah. them a shot because if you can like separate them in your mind and like appreciate them separately like I try to do not always successfully but try to do like man is there a bunch of amazing stuff that happens in the books that is just not in the show at all kind of like again how you would talk about with you know complain about with the movies how they cut out so much good material Right, right. Uh, the same is true of of this. Uh, as big and expansive as this show is, like there is major, major plot lines that just do not exist in right. in the show. You so. know, I feel like um, I feel like one of the things, and okay, I I understand that I have maybe not as full of a perspective on this because I have not read book four and five. Mm-hmm. I have only read the 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 first three books of A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, from what I have read, and I understand that the first four seasons are probably the most true adaptations yes. of any of them, I feel like even the stuff that is missing from the books makes sense in yes. the way that they tell the story on screen. Yes, you know? I agree. Uh, and so for that reason, I, don't, I think it's easy for, be, for me to be like, you know, it's okay. It's okay yeah. for them to be separate because they're not doing something injustice, I feel right. like. Uh, whereas I feel the opposite about a lot of stuff that is left out or just simply changed. Sure. Like, to change something altogether that just didn't exist Yeah, sometimes is what I struggle with uh, with the Harry Potter series. And, and, so, and maybe yeah. that's why my memory on some of these things from book five is so fuzzy, because the biggest deviations start to happen there. Like, um... If uh, if book readers out there know uh, the character of Griff uh, or young Griff, um, mm. I feel like like depending upon where George goes, if he ever finishes, of course, uh, with those storylines, like man, could the ending of that saga be just wildly different? And that yeah. is one that I'm like. You know, I, I like I said, I try and separate them and enjoy them separately. But that is one where I'm kind of with the the book purist where I'm like, maybe you should have left that one in because that is kind of seemingly massively important. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. like I said, I, I, I say all this just to say that to encourage to not, encourage. Not to, exactly. Not to touch like, it. Go read the books. <laughs> go listen to them on audiobook. That's the way I did it the last two times. And I think it's a good experience. Um, cause they are very enjoyable, especially for the folks out there that are, are Harry Potter listeners and enjoyers. Like if you enjoy the Harry Potter books, I think you will enjoy these. Um, they're, they're very, very good. So that's, that's Hell what yeah. I've been up to. I, I, you know, man, I, I need to, I need to go back and I should probably just read them all again, but it takes a long, I think, I think this expanse like you know like i i do appreciate the audiobooks because i can like listen to them driving and while i'm like doing chores around the house but i still think like as long as they are it took me i think i started almost a year ago i think it's been about 10 to 11 months that it took me for wow. all five books so 
it's 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 a uh what's the word i'm looking for here like it is a commitment i guess but i think it's worth it so for whatever that's worth yeah fair enough um speaking of the great bearded glacier yeah oh oh georgie yeah old georgie um i don't know do do you still follow his or do you like still check his blog his not a blog uh every once in a while not regularly uh he did uh he did say that he just finished one of the povs in uh in book six interesting does that mean he's and that he had sorry sorry, go ahead no go ahead (laughs) and that uh within the week he should have possibly another two of them wrapped up that's interesting to think about is that the way he writes them then instead of like that's probably the way like he writes them as one character story one well if if he's gonna have two more finished in the next like week or so then maybe not maybe Uh, it is like all together and then sure but uh i mean that's exciting look i like he's been saying oh it's coming out i'm working on it for a long time without really giving any like like he's like oh i'm nearing it yada 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 but this that small of an update seems like an actual like tangible like real like that is an actual real progress update you know like so that's cool um I am actually curious now. Has it? I want to say 2011, but it might be even longer than that. Uh, that the last book was published. Now I'm curious how long it's been. I think it was 2011, dude. I that sounds right, but I just want to Google it. Yep, July 12, 2011. It has been 11 over 11 years now. That is wild to think about but yeah anyway 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 let's That's talk thing. yeah let's talk about episode 35 or season four episode five if you prefer of game of thrones the show uh titled first of his name um i guess i'll kick us off here with this recap you ready there zeki boy uh yeah okay i mean i'm ready to listen speaking <laughs> true Speaking of uh, little boys, we begin with little Tommy boy, old Tommy B, uh, getting crowned as king, and Marjorie trying to pretend she didn't see Cersei staring daggers through her. Uh, Cersei tells Marjorie that Joff was a monster and that Tommen is a sweet boy who will need her help being king. Uh, in the east, Jorah tells Daenerys that Joffy is dead. And Sir Barristan urges her to sail west and attack King's Landing now. However, Daenerys is a little too preoccupied, pretending to be pissed at Dario 2.0 for pretty much just doing his job. Uh, Jorah tells her the men they have is not enough to conquer Westeros, and that Astapor and Yunkai have fallen back into slaver hands. Daenerys decides to stay and rule over Slaver's Bay. Littlefinger arrives at the Eyrie with Sansa, who is posing as his niece, Elaine. Spoiler alert, uh, Lysa and Robin Aaron are still fucking weirdos who suck. Yes. Uh, we learn that Littlefinger gave Lysa the poison to murder John Aaron and told her to write Cat and blame it on the Lannisters. Lysa is married to Littlefinger, and much like Jamie, she is true to her word and screams loudly. Uh, back. Bron would need to take her out onto that little, uh, yeah, yeah. that little training spot to to fuck her. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, she's a screamer. That one. Back in King's Landing, Tywin chats with Cersei about plans for her and Tommen's marriages to the Tyrells. 
Uh, Tywin reveals that there hasn't been any gold mined in the Westerlands for years, and they owe a tremendous amount of money to the Iron Bank. He's counting on the Tyrell Alliance to help pay this debt back because the Iron Bank will always get its due. Cersei does her best to sway Tywin against Tyrion in the upcoming trial. On this week's episode of The Amazing Adventures of Arya and the Hound, mm. Arya is keeping the Hound awake at night, reciting her kill list. She finishes by saying the Hound's name, and he's like, Oh, you better not. True. <laughs> you, you really made me read that. I did, yeah, definitely. Um, the Hound wakes up to find Arya pa- uh, practicing her water dancing the next morning and gives her a whole heaping ton of shit for it. So much shit. Uh, Arya tells him that our dude Sirio Pharrell was the greatest swordsman who ever lived, but that he was killed by Marin Trant. The Hound thinks that this is absolutely hilarious and teaches Arya another painful lesson about swords and armor. Back at the Eerie, Lysa pretends to be nice to Sansa for just a wee little bit, Mm -hmm. then goes full psycho mode on her because Sansa's young and hot and hot and young, uh, and she's not. Just not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lysa reveals that they plan for Sansa to marry Robin once he's older. On the road, Brienne is a dick to poor Pod and keeps trying to get him to leave, but he wants to stay with her. He tells her how he killed a member of the King's Guard to save Tyrion, and she warms up to him a little bit. Mm. Back at King's Landing, Cersei continues her tour of trying to sway the judges against Tyrion by having a nice little chat and stroll with Oberyn. Uh, He tells her that Marcella is safe and happy in Dorne, and Cersei wants to believe that, but says that they hurt little girls everywhere in the world. Cersei wants Oberyn to take her a ship as a gift for her name day. North of the Wall, Jon and his men have arrived at Craster's Keep to kill the mutineers. When they attack, Locke sneaks off and tries to take Bran. Jojen is being a prophecy weirdo, uh, and Bran's hair looks real dumb. Looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it does look very, very dumb. Uh, Bran wargs into Hodor and uses him to snap Locke's neck, which. Super side note in this. Mm-hmm. Looks fucking gross. Yes. I've never actually looked at it. Just like gross. his spine just, just sticking out. Just gross. Yeah. Just yeah. gross. Um, uh, Bran wants to talk to John, but Jojen convinces him to get Summer and leave. John fights Carl and kills him with a big assist from one of Craster's wives. Rast runs off like a coward, and Ghost does end up getting his revenge. Ghost and John are reunited, and they burn Craster's Keep and the bodies. And that is the end of the episode. Yes, sir. Um, it's a good episode. I like it's this good, episode. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, shall we do the old top to bottom? As, as we a little, little old top to bottom. Little, yeah, little I, I like it. I like it from top, top to, to bottom. bottom action. Um, yeah. This look. That Cersei and Marjorie exchange in the throne room is, is something else. Is something else because, like, the way that it's shot is so beautiful and perfect as well. Because, like, she's like flirting and smiling at Tommen, and then just from out of frame, Cersei just steps into view 
and like completely blocks Marjorie's view and just stares daggers and Marjorie's like, oh, what is that? It's like, um, you oh, know what's funny ceiling, is like, um... it reminds me of uh, like one of the cuts from like The Office. Sure. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the stepping into frame. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the focus, it's just like <laughs> refocuses just like a... on Marjorie and yeah, Marjorie's like... <laughs> Oh, it's a, who? What'd you say? Did you call me? Did you call? Uh, <laughs> Nobody standing next yeah, to her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. good, dude. It's it is very good. Um, I I will say, I I like, I like a lot of Cersei in this episode. Cersei is yeah. is very good in She's this episode. Very very good. She might be thrown in. One might even say. Oh yeah. Um, and although she is up to things, there. There is just such an obvious tone shift from her. Mm-hmm. I think in her like grieving. Yes, it's uh, really well done. It is. It is. It's so fucking good, and just needs to be appreciated because it, it would be too easy to just watch this and be like, "Huh, that was a good scene." Yeah, but like, dude, it like Cersei is just daggers always, and she still has that. Yes, but there is an essence of her that I feel like is. It can be mistaken for her warming up to people or like being yeah. softer, but it's not. No. It's like she is. It's a combination of two things. It's a combination of her scheming, yes, and a combination of her being broken and defeated and grieving for her son. Um, there's there's an element of subtleness and more reserved from Cersei that we haven't exactly seen from her before, and. How about that look when Marjorie calls her sister again? Dude. Yeah. Dude, in in uh, Cersei's pupil, I saw season six, episode ten, by the way. For those of you guys who have watched all of this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to the people who haven't. Um, but yes, uh does it like at some point, like I can't even remember what it is Marjorie says, but like Cersei literally looks up to the heavens like her eyes go skyward and she does this like <laughs> big, like a heavy, like deep breath. Like I can't. It's difficult for me to even to bring myself to say this, but I think it's when she's like Tom and I know exactly your help or something like. Yeah, is that what she says? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. She's like, he, he's going to need help. But there's even it's this moment. It's physically painful for her to oh, yeah, even dude. say that. There, there's even there's this moment though of, I mean, look, like neither Marjorie or her are are dumb, right? They're they're yeah, both obviously masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. Cersei a little more so, I think I would say. Well, maybe she has mm, more experience, so more she experience, can spot it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I not to downplay Marjorie, but when. Cersei brings up the uh well you're still interested in being queen I suppose yeah. I like I I suppose and Marjorie is like oh like I hadn't even had thought hadn't even crossed my mind I, yeah. I, like <laughs> so I haven't funny. even thought about what comes next like the the annoyance that you can that, that you know is there mm-hmm. but also seeing Cersei like like hold it together right right and move through it is just 
art, man. Yeah. It's so good. Because, yeah, that's when that's when Marjorie says something effective, like, I'll have to talk to my father. And Cersei's just kind of yeah, like... Yeah, I gotta talk to yeah, Mance. of course. Or what's his name? Fucking Not Mace. Mace. Mace, yeah. Like, of course, you talk to your father, and I'll talk to my and father. To and Cersei's just like, she's like, okay, fine. We can play this bullshit game. Like, this is fine. Uh, also, I have to call out, I think, maybe my favorite sequence from this uh scene is when they're talking about joffrey and cersei is just like admitting admitting like what a monster he is like i think she says he would have been your nightmare and she tells her the things he did shocked me do you think i'm easily shocked and marjorie is just like nope and cersei just repeats again the things he did shocked me Yes, and that it's is heavy, like, man. It's so heavy, dude. And what's you know what like for? I just I need to. I just have to talk about this dialogue for a second, and like more because like I I really really love like interactions with people and like body language mm-hmm. and and like the way that somebody chooses to navigate a conversation, and I understand that this is obviously intentional because it is written dialogue. It is a script, obviously. But the choice of words here, like, when somebody who's closed off like Cersei asks somebody a genuine question like that, it invites them into, like, that experience and that, like, like they, it's not like, she's not forcing her out. Right. And that's why I think it's easy for people to confuse this interaction for, like, Cersei kind of, like, lightening up a little bit. Right, right, right. And it's obviously very calculated, but it is truly just, like, she is grieving. Yeah. Yeah. And and she is in a lot a lot of pain and distress because of losing Joff. And even Cersei needs somebody to like have a slight hint of common ground with. Right. Um it's and just so, like, so good. It's so beautifully done, too. dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, For it's sure. so fucking good, man. It's a, it's a phenomenal scene, not the last phenomenal scene we will get from Cersei. Uh Yeah. Why don't we jump to the east? Real yeah, quick. that was like ten minutes on yeah, like the first two minutes. Yeah, of the no, episode. that was not a long <laughs> sequence, but it was very good. Um, so this is where Daenerys makes the big decision to stay in Marine, and obviously we have hinted at this and joked about this that she's going to be in Marine for a while. Yes, and this this is you know where she makes that call. Um, it's a call. She, it is a call. Shouts to her for actually. Listening, well, listening to all her counselors and like taking in everything they have to tell her, and then making a decision based on that a little bit, you know, like not yeah. just rashly jumping to her own conclusion. Yep. I'll give her props for that. Uh, but also, like, why <laughs> her pretending to be angry at her man crush, uh, for taking the ships? I'm just like. Why are you the way that you are sometimes? Like, yeah, like oh, who, now you want to show restraint? Who ordered you to take the ships? It's just like, let the dude do his job and take the ships. Like, yeah. I don't even like Dario 2.0, but good for him for taking the ships. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. That's it. So I, I, have, I do have a, a question here for you. Sure. Um, Danny's decision to stay. Mm-hmm. Do you do you like this decision? Like strategically, um, like for her character, how do you feel about her choosing to stay in Marine? I think if 
I, I, I don't know, really know how to answer. Do you want me to answer that as like what I think would be best for the story? Or if I was in her shoes, what would I do? Yeah, like, I mean, put yourself in her, in her head. Okay. Like, like what, what's the right decision to make there? I think... I think Jorah is probably the one who gives the best counsel here. Where he's basically like, it could be enough... You know, Barrison's like, we can take King's Landing, and Jorah comes back with, oh, you can take King's Landing, but, you know, that's We're not, not trying to be Queen of King's right. Landing. Right, Queen of King's Landing, the Seven Kingdoms. There's certainly potential allies in, in Westeros, but, you know, Viserys was the fool who thought that everyone would flock to him, right. you know, when he went over. It's, it's a difficult position... I'm not going to lie, like, it is, a, it is a difficult call. I think if I was her, I would have gone. You would have gone to Westeros? I would have gone to Westeros. Wow. But I, I also, I okay. see, I see her reasoning for staying. Yeah. But maybe some of this is influenced by what I know happens in the future, but, like, by staying, all you're really doing is, like, kind of sinking into some quicksand. Like, this this part of the world is not hospitable to your free-all-the-slaves, you know, right. type ideas. Right. So... I, um, I, I struggle, because, like, I, I wanted to share some of my thoughts, but I wanted to hear what you had to sure. say. And I, I, think, I think we can both appreciate, like, the, the decision that's having to be made. Yes. Um, I think... I do think I may represent the other hand, though. Okay. Um, That's fair. I feel, and again, this is <laughs> this is classic uh, me and you, yeah. like, me being emotional and you maybe not. Um, I just think that there's, for all the shit we give Daenerys, I mean, she mm-hmm. is still very young. Sure. And I think she is trying to figure out how to lead. And... I think more so, I think she's trying to prove to herself if she can really do Sure, it. and that's totally and I, I think that there's a lot of hesitation of, like... I mean, she says it herself in the episode. Like, like if I can't rule here, how do I... If I can't rule Slaver's Bay, three cities... Right. H- how can I... Rule seven kingdoms. R- rule seven kingdoms. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if she's, like, maybe that well thought out in making this decision, but, like... I can definitely, I can definitely see like that being a big like what if factor. Like right, I kind of right. need to prove this to myself first. But also, she she made some crazy rash decisions to get to where she was at right now. Like it would not be cool to just not see it through. Right, and like I said, I can see both sides here. This is not an easy position that she's in. Um, and you're right. I I probably do lean more towards the looking at the like logical like if this was the game of thrones board game where would i attack next yes. type situation uh-huh. you know which we need to play um, soon we do we do and anybody out there true who likes strategic board games it's, you it's need to play game. that it's it's the game it's amazing and to sir barristan's point sir barristan is the one that has most recently been in westeros of all of them so in theory he should have you know, the best idea of what a bad position and how weak they currently are. Um, 
Now, whether or not, you know, that's wholly fair, it's difficult to say, but uh, if it was me, I think I'd, I think I'd start sailing west because your, your whole thing, Daenerys, from, from day one is uh, to that iron chair, your birthright, the fucking Slaver's Bay, these cities, that's not what you've been, you know, ranting and raving about your entire life. You're, that's not your birthright. That's not, you know, the yeah. Iron Throne. Yeah. So just get out of there. Just get out of there while you're while you're ahead, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I said, it is not, to be fair, it is not a difficult decision either way. So It's not an easy decision either way. Right. Yes, for sure. Um, so Lysa and Robin Aaron just fucking they suck. suck. There's fucking... I... Okay, this is this is a weird take, but I was thinking about it a lot while watching this. I fucking hate that they they renamed Robert Aaron to Robin Aaron. I understand why they did it, but Robin is a name that I have a strong personal attachment to because some of my favorite characters are named Robin. So the fact that this little fucker... I didn't know you were such a big Robin Hood stan. A big Robin Hood stan. Um, Nico Robin, obviously, from One Piece. Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Love her. Shabatsky. Yeah, yeah Robin Shabatsky. Love Robin. Uh, so the fact that this little fucker they renamed from Robert to Robin just bugs the ever-living hell out of me. And yeah. I just... I had to get that, that off my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel that. Uh, but... Big reveal reveal here, like underrated reveal, by the way. People don't talk about this enough. They do not. I mean, look, we need to we need to uh, appreciate the severity of this. man. And and for for you listeners who maybe are a little bit more casual uh, on the Game of Thrones, um, this is it's easy to forget who John Aaron was. Yeah. In this show. True. Big true. Um, we see him briefly once, and he's dead. He's literally on a funeral. He is fire. he is dead the first time we see him. Yes. Um, everything, everything that everything. has that has happened in this show, with the exception of the East, uh, has been solely either determined or snowballed into as a result of John Aaron's death. And yes. murder, obviously. And Assassination. Who was responsible for that? Who engineered that? Fucking little schluck ass little finger. I had your poison, John Aaron. Uh, it's it is just it's it, you're right, dude. It's not talked about enough, man. This is just this is you want to talk about a motherfucker who is playing the fucking game. Put yourself back in. Season one, episode one. John Aaron has died, and Kat gets the letter from her sister. Oh, the Lannisters are responsible. If, Lannisters if you have forgotten who John yes. Aaron is, he was the previous hand of the king. Right. Uh, Ned, Ned, and Robert's basically godfather. They, like, they, they fostered with him. They yes, lived with him he, as children. He raised them basically. Uh, so extremely important to them. But more so than that, the the angle of it that. Littlefinger had Lysa write to Kat and tell her the Lannisters are responsible. I mean, what was the first two or three seasons all about is Lannister versus Stark, Lannister versus Stark, Lannister versus Stark. Littlefinger put that into motion. 
He orchestrated all. He of it. orchestrated and, the and Lannisters versus the Starks. What's What's more than that is like, yes, it was Lannisters versus Starks, but how many other houses got pulled into yes. this? I mean, this created a seven kingdoms of tor- of turmoil. Yeah. Well, every, every, maybe maybe five kingdoms of turmoil. Dorne, yeah, not so much. Dorne and, still... and and the Eyrie are not. Yeah. Um, mixed. Not but... as affected, but still affected. Right. Um, I mean, it's just it really is just fucking absurd yeah uh it the 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 only thing and i and i actually i I would like to pick your brain on this the only thing that i is it supposed to be implied and maybe i've forgotten from the books truly but is it supposed to be implied that like littlefinger helped john aaron start piecing together that joffrey was a bastard um, or did, did John Aaron find that out of his own accord and then it was just an opportune time for Littlefinger to take him out? Because I feel like like that is a big piece of like the timing and everything. Yes. Yeah, like John Aaron figuring out that, that Joff was a bastard. You might actually be right. Littlefinger might have had a hand in that, but I actually don't remember now either. Okay. Um, re- regardless of that, you got you. You also have to take into account, and this is not explicitly, I I don't think, stated anywhere in in the show. But uh, Littlefinger owes his position to John Aaron. Uh, where Littlefinger right, right, is right. from, the fingers is a uh, is a part of the veil. Like it's it owes fealty to the veil, and John Aaron basically. Rose Littlefinger up from nothing, like he's of extremely low birth, and made him the master of coin. So, you know, Littlefinger has talked before. I think he told Sansa literally last episode, was it like, uh, if you have no motive, no one will suspect you type situation. Right. And that's that's just what he's doing again here, or had done yeah. previously. It's like a good call out. He owes everything, or not everything, but a lot of his position to John Aaron, and yet he still had John Aaron killed and yeah. orchestrated this whole deal. The dude is just like he's a, he's the master of chaos, baby. He he's he's playing chess, man. Yep. And all these fuckers are playing checkers. He likes that chaos ladder, he really does. Who um, who wins in a chess match? Him or Tywin? Uh Tywin wouldn't respect him enough to play him. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but if they were playing Tywin because Littlefinger wouldn't have like such the element of surprise. That's that's Littlefinger's greatest weapon is of how low he is. Like no one they don't pay him enough mind as they should. Right. Like Varys is the one and Varys has talked about it before of like he is like the most dangerous man in the Seven Kingdoms. Like he would burn it to the ground if he could be king of the ashes or something to that effect yeah yeah god that quote uh, is incredible by the way very very good so this okay. is a big deal and like you said i i think a lot of people maybe miss this or don't appreciate uh how big of a reveal this truly is especially if you're watching it more casually or on your first watch through uh this is it's a big time man. this set the entire series into motion so yep 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 uh, all right, let's um, let's move a little bit forward. Actually, still in the veil. Uh, yo, Lysa is a psycho bitch. Yeah, dude. Like, 
like ultra like just a fucking weirdo poor and sansa dude Dude, like, she, she can't catch a break, No, man. this is her aunt. This is her family. And she's, like, pretending to be nice for her for a moment. Like, telling st- her stories of, like, her mother's childhood and giving her lemon cakes. And then she just goes full psycho mode on her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is, there is the, the moment, I think, at the end of this scene where... This it this sparks the change in Sansa. I think that we will get as mm. the series move forward. I mean, obviously, she is a product of a lot that she has been through, but I think this is the turn. Sure, I can see. Um, Lysa, after she's questioning Sansa, and Sansa starts crying and saying, "Look, like, I we haven't done anything. I'm a virgin. Like, I I'm not pregnant. Like, he Littlefinger's not interested in me like that. Like, whatever." And she's sobbing. Lysa stands up and hugs her and says, okay, 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 like, chill, chill, chill. Um, something about, like, and then you can marry John Aaron. Or, I'm sorry, Robin. You, you, you can marry Ro- uh, Robin Aaron. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, ha uh-huh, yeah. And then there is this moment of realization from Sansa where she is like, like, I am a fucking pawn. Yeah. And it, I think, I think this is where it. You'll hits be her. the lady of the veil, and yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah. she is just like, I am just a piece. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is it. This is the moment. I'm calling it here. I think this is my observation right. that where she is like, she starts to become very aware of how of how she's being played. Yeah, I, I, I'll shake to that. I, I, I think that's a good call out. That's yeah, and we will see a change from Sansa coming soon. <sighs> Boy, uh, <laughs> we got We got to talk about Cersei's other scenes. Um, oh yeah, we do. We'll, okay. we'll knock these both out uh, here pretty quickly. Hopefully, Tywin first, Tywin, and then to Oberyn. Um, Tywin casually just dropping the knowledge on her that like, hey, hey, we're broke. We're dude. broke, by the way. As any, did, did you know that? Like, hey. Our last mine, yeah, like three years ago, ran dry. I, I really uh, like the way shit. he says it too. By the yeah. way, I, I really yes. like the way that he's like. It doesn't matter. The like, answer t- is the t- same. T- take a guess how yeah. much, and she's like, I don't know, pounds, ounces, like, you know, and Tons, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, the answer is the same no matter what. Right. And she realizes, well, the only number that yes. is the same of those three is zero. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, "How can that be? How do we pay for anything?" And yeah, obviously this is just setting up, you know, we've, we've mentioned it before, but the iron bank and them getting their due is important and will be very important soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from, from these things, it's just, it's just another good scene with both these, these actors, like both Charles dance and there's, uh, um, Nina Hedy. There definitely is a is an element of of Tywin where it almost you almost kind of get the feeling that his guard is a little bit lowered. Sure, and I and I don't know if it's like him trying to make himself a little bit more available because Cersei is grieving. Uh, I think it's what I think. What this is is time. She's kind of the last one of his children left almost not not yeah that's that's true actually that's that that's a very that's a very good call yeah that's probably more what it is she even says as much to him about like Tyrion 
and Jamie are actively sabotaging this family's future. And what have I done? Like, you don't pay me any mind because I'm a woman, but everything I've done has been for the furtherment of, of, our, of our house. And I think, you know, begrudgingly a little bit of that softness kind of that you see from Tywin here is because of that. He has all but disowned Jamie. He has always hated Tyrion, and Tyrion is now going to be on trial for killing the king and could be executed. So Cersei is kind of his, his last resort here, almost. And I think that's part of this with him, like you said, kind of almost letting his guard down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good call out. But I, I, do, I do think it's, it's Gracine and how she's like, <laughs> she tries very subtly to like try and sway him, and Tywin knows. Like Tywin's like, you know I can't discuss the trial with you. I'm not. I, I gotta. Up. I gotta respect that. Cersei right. says it too. She's like, and I. I, I respect right. that. But I'm gonna try anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I, I again, I think Tywin begrudgingly kind of respects that too. Yes. Uh, but yeah, another great scene, as well as the one with Oberyn. Dude, um, she is on a fucking tear this episode. She is on a fucking tear. She's she just she takes a very good approach with Oberyn. I give Cersei a lot of credit. In that she is just playing the the parent because she knows Oberyn is a parent and he she knows he cares about his family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's it's like this is textbook. She's like, how many kids do you have? Yep. Eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love my kids, too. You know, (laughs) (laughs) know, it's just so textbook. Did you hear about one of them got murdered? Isn't that unfortunate? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, she's doing it right. She really is. She is. Well, and also not only him having children, but I mean, losing his sister right. to, to murder. Like it's not, it wasn't just like a, a death. It was to murder. Mm-hmm. And she is in the same boat. She lost her son to murder. Right. And she calls it out. She's like, the gods are cruel. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're playing their jokes. Like you're a renowned warrior, um, you know, the Prince of Dorne, and you couldn't save your sister. And I'm the, I'm queen, the queen and, of the seven, ki- yep. seven kingdoms, and you know the most powerful man in the seven kingdoms is my father, and I couldn't save my right. son. Yep. Um, it's really good, man. <sighs> she good she is just. I don't think that Oberyn is fooled by her kindness, right? But I do think that he's leveling with her, and I do think that her approach works, yes. whether it's out of respect or if he is you know fooled it works as much as any approach to this was going to work i think this this is this is the route to take it's and, so and good. Also, also like you know obviously they have a connection with her daughter being in dorn right a, a captive a a ward of dorn and uh i have to i have to call out because it's, it's such an amazing line you know when Oberyn tells her like we don't hurt little girls in dorn and Cersei's just like, I want to believe that she's safe and happy, like you say, but everywhere in the world, they hurt little girls. And it's just like, it's so powerful coming from Cersei and just like Oberyn kind of almost has to like take that on the chin and just be like, yeah, that's, I mean, you are that's right. kind of true. Yes. Um, but yeah. I, I want to say I love scene. this about Oberyn too, man. Like the, the couple times, I think it's maybe been... T- one time before this that he talks about Marcella or says that she's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, like not that I, that like us as a viewer would have any reason to not believe him, but there is just a way 
that Pedro Pascal yeah. like performs this and it is just like he takes so much pride in being able to say that mm-hmm. like yeah like she is safe like right. she is safe in Dorne we like we got that shit on lock he's yeah several i mean the dornish obviously very proud and like from 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 the jump like every scene we've gotten with them he he has stressed oberon has said things to the effect of like we do things differently in Dorne. Like we don't look down on people because of their birth in Dorne. We don't, you know, uh, you yeah. know, look ba- ill on bastards or like paramours the or this and that. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Fucking Oberyn, they're, they're the liberals. Oberyn will it. let you know uh, how how they do things in Dorne. Yeah, he's like, sure. dude, I fuck guys and girls. I'm about <laughs> yeah, it, man. Like yeah. we're, we're we are accepting. I want to live in Dorne. Let's go. You definitely do. Obvi- also. The very beginning of the scene is also very good where she comes up and she asks him, like, do you want to walk the gardens with me? And he just kind of sighs and just goes, I couldn't very well refuse a royal escort, could I? And she just kind of smiles and goes, no, you couldn't. (laughs) And it's just the back and forth between these two is very, very good. The the respect, I think, is is just cool to see. I mean, we talked about it with Oberyn and and Tywin Mm -hmm. when they had that scene, which was a very intense Yes. Uh, it was like it's kind of like it's two sides of the same coin, you know. Mm-hmm. Now this is them kind of playing the politics a little bit more, not so much like playing the courtesies a little bit more, not yeah. so much like this very intense respect, which uh it's cool to see. Yep. It's cool to see the range. Uh real quick before we jump to the Riverlands, the one last King's Landings thing here is uh well, I guess it's not King's Landing, it's more on the road. Uh Pod and Brienne. Does she have to be such a dick to my boy, my boy Pod? I mean, yeah, Brienne is being kind of a real fucker, but yeah. also to be Leave to be alone. completely fair, he Pod is. is proving himself pretty <laughs> fucking useless. He's here. so incompetent. <laughs> he sets that rabbit on fire <laughs> and then and stomps. Just, it stomps the hell out of it. That's their uh, dinner, dude. Oh my what god, what a guy. Um, I yeah. love Pod so Gotta much. Gotta love though. him. But like, the the look on his face when she finally is like, help me, help me get yeah. this shit off. He's so happy. He's so excited. He is, yeah. Um, he so, killed uh, a member of the Kingsguard too, though, and he's not like proud or like tries to boast about it. You can tell it kind of like, it kind of haunts it, him a little bit. It just is what it is. It is him, what I it think. is, but also, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a good little scene. I always love Pod and... She's being a dick to him, but hopefully she 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 did seem to warm up to him a little bit there. So, um, let's talk about Arya and the Hound because they're just <laughs> dude. This scene is unbelievable, man. I I just I, I can't so believe I fun. thought we had already yeah talked I know, about this. Moron. Sorry, sorry for last week, guys. Um. Uh... Oh my god! I, I just, I just have so much fucking fun when they're on. Yes, on it's like, like, aside from it being good television, aside from it being well shot, well acted, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just a fucking good time, man. When she's doing her list, keeping him awake, and he's all pissed about it, and then <laughs> she, then she asks him about the mountain, and she's like, "If he were here right now, what would you do?" And the hound just goes, I tell him to shut the fuck up so that I can get some sleep. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, I love them so much because he does, you know, open up to her a little bit and he tells her, like, 
maybe if we meet my brother, maybe we'll both get to scratch a name off our list. Yes. You know, like, yes. hey, yeah, I want to kill my brother also. Dude, well, I think what's hilarious is when he asks about the list and she's like, it's my list. And he's like, of who? Every <laughs> fucking every, person in the seven kingdoms? Every fucking person in Westeros. He's so, he's so fucking good, dude. Fucking funny, dude. And then just so Arya could not be more cold-blooded. But just like, oh, there's only one more. I just have one more. And he's like, fine, get it fucking over with so I can fucking sleep. And she rolls over away from him and just goes, the hound. And he's like, wait, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what I really want to know is how has he had not heard this before? She does this every night. Uh, maybe she does it quieter. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. he was you know, having, having some insomnia. Um, but then that's not even the, all of it. No. The second half of this is just as good. Probably it may better. be better. Yeah, Probably maybe better. better. Uh the I oh my god. This is jumping kind of a little bit towards the end, but the fucking giggle. Like Rory McCann literally giggles <laughs> when she tells him that Marin Trant <laughs> killed Serio. <laughs> the greatest soldier alive was killed by Marin fucking Trant. <laughs> it's just, it's so fucking amazing. And I love him absolutely to death. Yeah. Uh, uh, poor Arya. Dude, so... <laughs> Okay, this this exchange is iconic, and we have to say it. We ha we just have to go through <laughs> okay. how this plays out. Okay, yeah. So Arya's doing her water dancing practice. Uh -huh. The hound is like, what the fuck is that? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I believe his exact words like, you're going to get yourself killed if you nance about like that. <laughs> um... And she's she takes it very personally. Yes. She's like, this is fucking water dancing, and uh, you know, like the greatest swordsman who ever lived taught me this shit. You don't even uh, know. What do you know about anything? So he's like, where, where is the greatest sword? Or like she says, like he was something. Yeah, 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 was. And he's like, was he dead? Is he is he dead? Yeah. She's like, yes. How did he die? Well, he was killed by Marin Trant. <laughs> the greatest swordsman alive was killed by Marin fucking Trant. Well, he didn't even have a sword. No, wait, hold on. Yeah, oh. you, you skipped the part where the hound sits. Oh. Any boy whore with a sword could kill three Marin Trans. She's, she's like, well, he didn't even have a sword. He had a wooden stick. The greatest swordsman alive didn't even have a sword. <laughs> Ruthless dude. He is sad. Oh, he is truly God. enjoying himself. Like oh, this is yes. this is the most fun he's had in months, probably. <laughs> yes. like, I don't think he's laughed this hard ever. No, I don't I truly don't think the hound has never experienced anything this funny in his life. <laughs> uh he is genuinely having a good time, and that's the best part of it. Um oh my god. So he tells her, uh, alright, like give it a go then. Like Fucking here. Go ahead. Try. Scratch your name off your list. Do it. And to his surprise, Arya straight the fuck up tries to push that sword in his gut. <laughs> yeah. He does give a little like like eyebrow raise, like, oh. Okay. Like well, I mean his tone immediately shifts. He's like, 
and he just like slaps the shit out of her. Just slaps the shit out of her. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Very, very, very good. Cause he had armor and a big fucking sword. Uh, th- these two are just every scene they're in is just like it's unbelievable. It's so it's just enjoyable television. Like I don't even know how else to describe it. It's just so good and fun and enjoyable. And <laughs> any boy whore with a sword could kill three children. <laughs> it's just amazing. Dude, Chaz still catching strays out here, man. Yeah, true. Good old Marin Trant. Uh, Marin Traz. Marin Chaz. Traz. Chazent. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Chaz um, and Trant. <laughs> Chaz and Trant. That kind of works. Um, uh, okay, up north, I think, is the last thing we've got, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, can I can I just say this this may ahead. be an unpopular opinion. Go ahead. Uh, this is my least favorite part of the episode. Really? I mean, it's fine, but, like, I just am having so much more fun with all these conversations, Cersei especially. Sure, sure. That I, I like, I watched this, I actually watched this a few hours ago, and was like... No wonder you postponed recording 37 <laughs> I told you that I wasn't ready. All right, fair enough, fair play. Uh, I was just like, cool. I, like, I don't dislike it. Please don't misunderstand yes. me. I okay. think this is good. Okay. I, I do think this is good, but... I I just there are only a handful of battle and or fight scenes that I think hold a stone to the dialogue scenes that we get in the sure. show. I'll I'll okay I'll I'll shake to what you're saying because like we talked about this earlier I think like this this doesn't stick out in my mind much yeah. when I think of this exactly. season. And I don't like, really care about it. It seems like it should be a big thing and it should stick out in the mind. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with it, like you said. It's just not incredible. Like, John, I like seeing John kick ass and, you know, be, be cool. And I appreciate that. The brand's just being a weirdo with dumb hair is whatever. <laughs> His hair is so dumb. I cannot get over how dumb his hair looks. Uh, Bro, Brad. <laughs> Brad is something else. Honestly, I kind of liked Jojen more in this episode than I have probably any other episode that he's been Like in his little, like, point. cryptic, like, vision shit? Well, that and him, like, standing up to Carl and being like, I saw you die. I saw you burn. And he's like, yeah. kind of got this like maniacal grin on his, yeah. on his face too, as he's saying these things. Dude, I just, I'm like, all right, Jojen. I'm just struggling with Jojen because he's grossing me the fuck out. He dude. does look like gross. his slimy, gross, he's so, nasty. He's so sweaty. Like, he's so sweaty. <laughs> and like, it's just disgusting, dude. Like he's, just, like, he is he's burning, a frog person. He's burning. And he's just like constantly burning up and sweating. Uh, he is a slimy motherfucker, but I just can't get over it. What grosses me out is Bran's hair, honestly. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also Carl's obsession with hair is also kind of (laughs) gross. Oh, he he does have a lot of hair quips, doesn't he? Yes, big time. Big time. Do you remember in Charlie's Angels? Did you ever see Charlie's Angels? I don't think so, no. You never saw Charlie's Angels when it like the first one that came out like maybe like twenty fucking 20 years, years ago? ago. Yeah, maybe. There's a guy that sniffs hair. 
Oh, okay. That's Carl. Yeah. Yeah, that's Carl. <laughs> uh, shouts to this actor. He's I've seen him in several things. He's usually a slimy bad guy. He he plays it very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is he is a creepy ass little fucker that gets a new sword tongue, uh, which is real gross. Um. Uh, anyway. so the the stuff that's interesting here is. Like I, I do, I do like the Hodor. Yeah, I guess it, not, not yeah, a lot. I'm is, there, to is there anything else? real hard here? <laughs> um, I mean, Brand War getting into Hodor, I think, sure. is still cool. Sure, I, I, I do think that that is still cool. I like how it's not, it like fucks up Hodor. Like they do show us, like he's disturbed by what's happening to him. Yes, that this mm-hmm. isn't without consequence. I mean, ha- um, think about how gross that's got to feel, dude. Right. Like, but also, like, Hodor just comes to and he's got blood all over his hands and this dude's spine is jutting out of his fucking body. Yeah, yeah. I would be pretty disturbed, too. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt like a, uh, like, first time I watched, I definitely felt like, uh, like, real fucking blue balls because, like, they're so close to oh, each other. Oh, they're so, yeah, Like, yeah. I, I just, I love a good reunion in, in anything. I just love a good reunion. And, and they're just so close. But I yeah. get, it. you know, like I, I fucking get it. I um, wish Sam hadn't have told John about Bran because he wasn't supposed to. He says he swore he wouldn't. And in the book again, here, here comes go with his book talk. He keeps his promise in the books and in the show. He just tells John immediately. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not as OK with, but it's it's fine. It's whatever. It doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, but I do what I tell you what I do love about here is the ghost and John reuniting scene. Yes, is good. Uh, good to see those two back together and just just how excited John is to see him. Yeah, like it's just very sweet and just like heartwarming. Yes, like, where in seven L's have you been? I'm just like, oh, yeah, he got yeah. his puppy back. Uh, you, you know what's something that maybe is not talked about very often? What? Uh, John was about to fucking get killed. Straight oh, up, John straight lost up. that fight. Yeah, he's they straight up lost that. I said big assist, and that, that was more than a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> big assist, a little big assist uh, from Craster's wife, dude. Yeah, uh, Carl. You know, I don't think we heard enough from Carl about what a legend he was in Gin Fucking Alley. Like they didn't. Be, he he never told us what a legend he was. Yeah. Like not once did he tell us what he, a legend. He we was should in Gin maybe get. Alley. Oh, fucking shit. Dude, that was a joke I forgot to make. Oh, no, not a joke you forgot. <laughs> Dude, hold on. This actually might make it funnier than I. <laughs> Do you remember in uh, Lysa and uh, uh, Sansa scene uh-huh. where Lysa tells us fucking Peter Baelish's backstory again and we have to listen to his oh, goddamn backstory? And I'm like, that Dude, did happen. Yep. We don't I need forgot. that for the seventy fourth time. Tuned it completely out. I had heard it so many times. Oh, uh, dude, we were making that joke a lot back in season one. It's true. I mean, because it did happen. It comes a lot. back so often. Uh, much like how I did think it was hilarious how every two seconds Carl tells us what a fucking legend <laughs> yeah. he was. Yeah, that's that's what and reminded me. Um, I should. That's what I should have done for your intro. Like he was a fucking legend in Gin Fucking Alley. <laughs> I mean, hey, that'd be cool. That's a cool intro. No, except you're not that cool, which is yeah, why I didn't do fair it. Fair enough. Um, um, but, but yeah, John's totally lost that fight. Uh, there it's, are... Also, just in that close quarters, like, your giant sword is just a bad matchup versus two daggers. Like I don't know. Bad, I don't know if that matchup. fight plays out 
differently outside in the open either. Um, maybe not. I'm just saying in that situation, John's got a bad, bad matchup. I, I, I guess the reason I'm pointing this out is there's a lot of people out there that think that John is oh. like one of the best swordsmen <laughs> that like True. exists in Game of Thrones, True. and you guys are not farther from the truth. Like Rob was a better swordsman than him. He's lost basically every fight he's been in, except he usually gets help. Uh, yeah. like like li- every fight he gets help. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, against, um, Corrin Halfhand, Ghost, uh, wait, was that book? That, that's in the book. That, okay, that's in the book. sorry. Uh, he does not legitimately beat Corrin. Um, in the fight at the tower against the Wildlings, he gets help from Summer and, uh, Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Uh. John, look, let, let's, let's He straight up got his ass beat by Craster, by the way. <laughs> uh. John is a good fighter. Sure. Don't misunderstand. But, like, he's probably on the same-ish, maybe a little bit better as, like, somebody like Locke. You know what I mean? Like, he he is a classically trained, like, or I should say properly trained fighter. Yeah. Which does give him an edge against a bunch of fucking people who are not properly trained. And that's why we think he's good, because he fucks up these... Uh, Night's Watch trainers right, who don't know shit. They you don't know? know shit exactly. Um, but no, he's 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 a good fighter. He's not a great fighter. He's not in the conversation of top ten fighters. He's no. it's just not. It, don't go there. Don't be wrong. We want you listeners of we don't want it to be smart, properly educated, properly on educated on this matter is. because it's just not true. Okay. Uh, quick shout out to Ghost for killing the shit out of Rast. Yeah, yeah. killing that, that fucking ball sack. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, are we ready for Who Be Thrown In, Zach? We're I don't ready. have anything else. Let's, We're ready. Let's, let's fucking do it. Who Be Thrown In? All right. <laughs> we got fucking Azora High himself. Sir Pounce. Joining the Sir list. Azora High. Yes. Uh, where we last left off, Littlefinger had taken the top spot. Followed by Elena at two, Jamie at three, fucking Zach tried to kick him off the list, Daenerys at four, and Jon Snow at five. Um, and the true, the true winner, Azor the High. And Sir the Pounce. true winner, Azor the High, Azor the High, uh, Sir Pounce. Let's take. I feel like some of these can come off. Daenerys, I don't think Azor High can come off though. Uh, okay, <laughs> All right, I'll keep him on there. Uh, Daenerys can definitely come off right she doesn't her position is still strong but i this i don't think that this is her episode yeah. we'll we'll talk about it uh olena no i don't is she in this episode? she's not in it yeah um where are you olena there you are uh john definitely i feel like definitely stays was jamie jamie's out jamie's not in it okay i didn't think so um Littlefinger has an extremely strong case to maybe stay exactly where he's at. Yes. Uh, who who else are you thinking? Obviously, well, Cersei. Cersei. Cersei's yes. a fucking no brainer. I I might petition for Cersei to unseat. I might agree with you. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it. Let's we'll figure talk out who else. else. Uh, do we? Do we put Bran in the conversation? We can put him in the conversation. Where is he? Uh, Bran, Raisin Bran. There you are. Uh, you know, I said it as a joke last week. The Hound? Definitely the Hound. Definitely the Hound. 
Arya as well, or just the I hound? don't think so. I think the hound ran those scenes. I think he did too. Um, although she did just straight up tell him basically to his face, hey, I'm going to kill you. You're on my list. I mean, yeah, that is some big, big ball <laughs> shit right there, but. Uh, but I think, I think you're right. Um, I said this is kind of a joke last time. This one, this time it might be true. What about old ghosty boy? Just for killing Rast? Well, he's free now. He reunites with John and he kills Rast. Being freed from imprisonment to go back to a, a normal base. Like he was under zero and he just got up to zero. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, all right, fine. We won't. We won't put ghosts. I don't. I don't. Shout, I don't. Yeah. Um, shouts to ghosts, though. He's my boy. Oh, like we're missing somebody. Burin or Tywin? You know, I mean, there's a case to be made for either of them. I, I'll be honest. I think I prefer Oberyn over Tywin this episode. This might be our five. Honestly, the ones we already have. Um. You think Oberyn over Tywin? I, I think I, you're probably right. Yeah, I think Oberyn over Tywin. Uh, Tywin, I mean, Tywin's scene really is his scene with Cersei, and I've, right. I've got to be honest, I mean, that, in my opinion, that was Cersei's scene. Yeah, no, 100%. All right, no Tywin. Um, I don't think Pod? Pod the sex god? <laughs> I do love me some Pod. Uh, uh, maybe? No, that's I don't a think joke. he beats that's I don't think he beats I'm joking. Uh, I think we have our candidates here. I don't think we're missing Lysa? anyone. No. Fuck no. <laughs> uh, I think it's between Cersei and Littlefinger for number one. Okay, do you have a case for Littlefinger being over Cersei? Just the fact that, I mean, he set off the entire events of the show in motion is pretty, pretty huge. I think uh, that also this he is... made Lysa scream real. <laughs> Yeah, good for him actually. For I didn't him. I didn't know that he could actually perform. You know? uh, his little finger, you know, did its work. Uh, uh wow, that was a I great would pun. Thank you. I would still lean Cersei though, personally. Okay. I think in my opinion, Littlefinger's position on in our discussion anyway is mostly anchored by the size of the reveal that we got sure his position hasn't really changed exactly was like week. his scene delivered an undeniably huge like piece to the story sure but i don't know that that changes his position at this time sure i think i just think that you you always want to petition for lena hetty's performances yeah, true if there is an episode that is solely hers, I this has been the one, in this, my opinion, anyway. This, she I, was just unbelievable, this episode. I completely agree. This was like a tour de force for her. She had several amazing scenes. And, and, and not she ran every scene she was in. Yes, and not only, not only to give her the award because of her acting ability, but she is also positioned as well. Yep. Yes, yes, she yep. is making these moves in order to get you know the outcome she wants with Tyrion's trial like she she is working yep uh i th i think this is her episode and and three very powerful good players of the game that we've called out multiple times too in marjorie Oberyn and tywin like they're those there are no lightweights in there yes she's doing good work good call out so. yes i agree um yeah i think cersei definitely earns number one i baelish too you know you have really swayed me with the it was just kind of a reveal argument. 
Okay. I almost want to put John at two or the Hound. I mean, I don't think we should discredit Littlefinger's... Like, his position didn't change in this episode. Right. But his position is still unbelievably high. It's still good, but, I mean, we did give him number one last week, and it hasn't changed much. We've just... More information has been revealed to us. I mean, yeah, but... that That's precisely my point. Yeah. He, he was the number one last week, and his position hasn't gone I anywhere. Just, He's still that good. I guess a lot of this is fueled by, I feel like, John still has yet to get much credit on these lists and this is one of his strongest episodes to date like he leads his strongest episodes he leads a party of night's watch brothers who volunteered uh and completes their mission he gets his direwolf back which Spoiler, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. I agree. Um, And yes, he got help. Uh, big help killing Carl. But he did kill Carl. Yeah, wait, hold on. He lost the fight. I mean, Look, who, who ended up dead and who was alive? <laughs> that's all. The hound right, well, would tell let, you that's put, all that let's matters. Let's put Craster's uh, wife on this list too then, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let me find a picture of Craster's <laughs> wife. Uh, listen, the hound would tell you John's alive and Carl is dead. Actually, maybe it should be the hound. Maybe it should be the hound too. He's so good this episode. I'm. I have to be honest with you. I'm pretty. I'm struggling letting Baelish go off of number two. But okay, you let's. Hate uh, Baelish. I know, but I it doesn't. I know. I am a pretty objective person, Scott. Believe it or not disagree strong disagree you are the you... least objective fucker when it comes <laughs> to these no, lists no 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 <laughs> all right i you want little finger to that badly i i would i'm okay with conceding the spot i just i in my head he deserves it well okay then i know to bring him back down okay yeah i mean if you I, if you think if you so think... do you do you feel strongly about John or the Hound or Bran? I think I think there's an unbelievable. Well, no, I think Bran's last on the list. Okay. Uh, I think John and the Hound are a pretty neck and neck, in my opinion. Like sure. for how good their episode was. Uh, so I am okay with whatever your choice is, but I I do think that Baelish gets at least at least the third spot. Well, that doesn't make any sense. If they're neck and neck, like they should be two and three, and then Baelish should go to four. Well, this is called a compromise, Scott. <laughs> um okay i think the hound you want is it to make sense then baelish goes too and then <laughs> no okay this is this is what i'm gonna say the hound is amazingly humorous and fun and i love him but to be fair his position didn't change at all so i think he goes to four john i feel like did accomplish something very yeah good and important so he I'll, goes to two i'll and agree baelish with that goes to three i'm okay, okay with that so that is John at two. <laughs> Don't do that creepy ass laugh when nobody knows why you just did that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm struggling with production duties here. Uh, Littlefinger at three and the Hound at four. So do we feel more strongly about Bran or Oberyn for five? Those are our two remaining candidates here. 
I mean, do I like Oberyn more than Bran? Yes, but I, I don't think it would be fair to... Bran, Bran is, in, is in a hot seat right now for new development, like new abilities, like he's making things happen. He and did I, free them from captivity. And I, and I think, I do think that it needs to, he needs credit for that. And, you know, uh, right. as, as good as Oberyn is on screen, he, he just went for a walk in the flower garden. Yes, like, he did just go for a walk. It was a really good walk. <laughs> All right. I, I, I have to agree. That will put little, little Raisin Bran at five. Uh, I guess that's our list then. Once again, that is Cersei Lannister taking the top spot, which is an amazing all-around episode. Jon Snow, I think that's his highest placement at two. Littlefinger at <laughs> that's three. That's so absurd that's to me. That's so sad. That's what I'm saying. He's been disrespected. Dude, you know what it is, man? It's it's these episodes. Is the episodes where he does it's good just, things. Yeah. There's also other people doing really good things. True, true. Uh, Littlefinger's at three. The Hound is at four. And Bran is at five. Little little Brandon Stark. That is who be th- and of course Sir Pounce Azor High will probably remain on our list forever <laughs> in the honorary middle spot. Uh, that is who be thrown in for episode thirty-five. First of his name. Anything else, Zach? Yes, something else. Um, so. I just need you to know that my feelings are hurt, Scott. Oh, why? Uh, because we had, I've shared this, some of this with you already. We had a listener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is my guy. A fucking listener. This is my dude. Reach out. And, uh, well, he didn't reach out just to tell me, hey, I hate you, Zach. Bas- uh, effectively, though. No, yes. no, 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 no. His, uh,. <laughs> I think it's his, I think, wife. Uh, Significant other, probably. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I don't know if they are married. Sorry. Uh, Sarah, who has been a longtime listener of the pod, by the way. Great, great listener. Great dialogue. She's always hitting us up. Uh, said, I thought you boys would appreciate this. And uh, she sent me a video of uh, Tom, who is her significant other. Uh who basically said that your name is fucking cool and my name sucks. Hell uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, guy, come on, Tom. Scotty Westside. What a fucking cool name. That's my guy, Tom. Uh, he also said that he agrees more with you. Yep. Uh, Smart man. More often, except for the Tyrion debate. Listen, I'm Black kind of alone. I'm, I'm finding myself fully alone. You are on, on an this. island. Like, I Honestly. am literally on an island. Like, I asked Sam and Emily. They weren't with me. N- uh, nobody's Jeff. with you. I, I don't know if you saw me respond to that asshole Jeb on yeah, the YouTube yeah, yeah. comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on an island on that one. I can't believe it, but... People just love Tyrion, and look, I get it. I love Tyrion, it's not, too. It's not a bias for Tyrion. It it's is a bias simply... Nobody a, thinks about that episode and does not think about how great Tyrion was. It's just impossible. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Maybe I will admit that Tyrion deserved number one. What all right, I say. There I appreciate you go. that. They, that was for you, wow, Tom. Man. Um, uh, but more so, part of this message, I don't know that I know the origins of this. What oh, is, the corn oh, thing. The corn joke. I so, just know it's from Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, I think it just started with uh, there's a character in Smash Brothers named Corin, 
And if my memory serves correctly, which it rarely does, <laughs> I think one time when we were playing, our friend Jake was trying to say, or maybe it was me, was trying to say corn, and it just came out like corn. <laughs> That's, That's where it, it started. Because I don't think I was there for the origins no, of it. But I don't think you were. We I always think, say it. Right. And from then on, anytime we picked that character, yeah. we just would all would go, corn. Yeah. I if, I if my memory serves, that's how it started, is that one of us was trying to say corn and just misspoke and accidentally so did like a corn. It is, that, that is, um, it is so funny. And what's, what's hilarious is that Sarah said that like, they always laugh. Yeah, I mean, they always yeah. crack up at it, but they have no clue what it is. And I, yeah, that's and what I said. Like fair, you too. I also yeah. didn't know what it was. <laughs> like it's just hilarious. I, and like I, I said, know it's for Corin, but I don't right. know how it came to be. I right. could be totally making up that story. Even that's that's my recollection of the events, and yet we still do it every time to this day and laugh yeah, about yeah, it. So yeah, it, it's hilarious. There, there's the little peek behind. That's the super dumb inside joke of <laughs> corn. <laughs> Um, oh man, anyway. yeah. We thank we you for to... the messages, by the way. Yeah, thank yeah, you so for much. sure. Thank you guys. Uh, Tom, I love you, Tom. Not sure how I feel about you, pal, but that's uh, my dad's name too. So there you it? go. Yeah, Tom. There you go. All right, maybe you're all right because I do. Li I do like. I do like Tom Hendrich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Good that's stuff. that. That's the episode, guys. That's what that's, the fuck are you guys still episode, doing here? Get the hell yeah. out of here. Go Get follow us on here. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> like the fucking video and leave. Go away. We'll see Go you guys away. next week. We fucking love you. Dude, I totally forgot how funny it was that Sansa couldn't sleep <laughs> when they were <laughs> I just have in my notes. Ha ha ha. Sansa can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Alright, you cunt. You greasy cunt.